Are you working? What kind of work do you do? We interrupt our program to bring you this important message. From the makeshift studios for the first time in 2018, it is Talking Ish with your commish. What do you think? There was going to be a fucking Eagle Super Bowl run and I wasn't going to get on the mic? You're crazy. Because I'm pumped up. I'm amped up. I'm coming off a high from last weekend. And yes, it has been a long wait to get to the Super Bowl. We got a lot longer to go. So to ease the pain, to get you into it, get you into the spirit, and make you feel fucking confident about this game, Here's the commission. And I want to talk about the events that have transpired up until this point. And you know, if you've been listening to the show, if you're a loyal listener, and if you are, I appreciate you. If you're a loyal listener, you'll know that when Carson went down, yeah, we were upset, and I was upset. But what did I say here on this show? I said Nick Foles and this team could get it done. And I said it was because of the defense. And I said it was because I think that Doug Peterson's actually a good coach. And all of those things have held true. And I think it's almost surreal to believe as Eagles fans, as Philadelphia sports fans, that something good is about to happen to this city. This is the moment I think we've been waiting for our entire life. And I'm not just saying it because, you know, we're there and we're confident that we can win. I feel like there's just destiny behind this team. This team is a team of destiny. And it's almost like the stars have aligned to get us to this moment today. And it's interesting. When you look back at the history of the Eagles and the last times they've gone to the Super Bowl and things like that, there's a lot of parallels. Back in 2004, if you'll recall, our road to the playoff, our our road to the Super Bowl, we went through Minnesota. We had a bye through Minnesota, through Atlanta, to play New England in Jacksonville, and we lost, unfortunately. But this year, it's almost like the inverse, if you will. We had the bye, we played Atlanta first, then Minnesota, And now we have a rematch against New England, who just beat Jacksonville. It's kind of odd, isn't it? It's strange, creepy, eerie. Here's another fun, eerie fact. Every time I've ever popped my shoulder out and it's required surgery, we have gone to the NFC Championship game. 2004, we did against Atlanta. 2008, we did against uh, um, Arizona. And then this year, against Minnesota. And yes... Uh, I have popped my shoulder out again. We should get that out of the way right now. Probably one of the worst times I've ever done it. Uh, we were leaving Lincoln Financial Field after that massacre of the fucking purple pussy eaters. Um, and I'm just doing the flapping of the arms, kind of like fist bumping, and out comes my shoulder. Luckily for me, there was two uh, co- cops on horses, and no, I did not punch the horses in the face, so I'm glad we didn't do that. Um, but those guys got me back into the tunnel, actually, of the stadium where there was a doctor who was like a fucking witch doctor, got my shoulder back in the fastest I've ever had it pop back into my life. It was the whole ordeal must have only taken about 15 minutes. That's probably one of the most efficient times I've ever had popping my shoulder out. Um, if you'll recall, I've actually had other incidents that are probably just as bad in terms of the pussy level of it popping out, like uh, our senior trip when I popped it out on the Lazy River. This one probably compares. This one's equal. But the problem with this one is my shoulder's really fucked now. I went to see uh, Pete DeLuca, the head doctor for the Philadelphia Eagles, and he informed me that I should probably get surgery again. But it's good. Good news, guys, because now 
they have a surgery where they basically are going to shave off part of my shoulder, uh, my shoulder socket, and staple it to the ball joint. So that fucker ain't coming out. Now, it's a little painful. Um, the surgery itself is an open surgery, so it's not arthroscopic. I'm going to have a big-ass scar on the shoulder. Uh, but I think in the end, it'll be worth it. And maybe I can even get back to playing sports. How crazy is that? I might be able to fucking play sports again, you guys, but I probably won't because I don't want to get hurt. I just want to be able to lift my kid over my head one day and tell him, hey, do you remember back in uh, 2018, before you were born, we watched the greatest run in sports history. And it really is, guys. You have to stop for a moment and appreciate how magical of a run this has been. Can you think of another time where there's been a team that's faced this much adversity to get to a point that nobody thought they could get to? And I would be lying if I told you I really thought in my heart of hearts that we would be sitting here today. Now, I hoped for it, and I thought I believed in it, but I honestly didn't think we'd be here. And I don't think any person in this world can say that we, that we, that we would be because it's, an, it's a magical run. You just think about some of the things that have happened this season to frame us up to this game and it's almost like it was meant to be. We go back to uh, the game against the Giants. You know, you're, you're facing a desperate team against the Giants at home. You're trying to just sneak out with a win after you kind of le- had a letdown of a second half. It comes down to a 60, uh, 61, 62, whatever it was, yard field goal by a guy who's really never fucking kicked for your team up until that point. And he nails it. And you're just like, wow. This is like the kind of thing that happens in those years that just are are magical and it kept going you know we went into Carolina we fucking beat Carolina on a short week on a Thursday night when nobody gave us a chance we went out west and we we had some tough games against teams like San Diego who I know is not a playoff team but it's still a tough game to go out to San Diego or LA whatever the fuck they are now Uh, the Eagles fans traveled out and took over that LA stadium and you're just like this is something different these, these fans are hungry, this team's hungry, and it's just perfect. You go and you beat the L.A. Rams. You lose Carson Wentz. You lose Jason Peters. You lose Jordan Hicks. The next man up. And that's what it's been about all year. Guys like Patrick Robinson and Nigel Bradham and these fill-in guys that you're just like, wow, this is the, this, these guys are good. And on in any other situation, on any other team, probably not. You've, a guy like Patrick Robinson has been around for a while and really hasn't done shit uh, so far in his career. He has a career year here in Philadelphia in a year that's just meant to be. And then you get to the playoffs, Nick Foles. Everybody has question marks about him. And in the first game, did he miss some throws? Sure. Did we have some turnovers? Yes. But guess what? They weren't Nick Foles' fault. My man did everything he needed to do to win the game, and he got it done. And then the defense stepped up and made big plays down the stretch, including a goal line stance with Julio Jones. Think about how efficient and good Julio Jones has been in his career in the red zone, when you're, especially when you're on the goal line. They throw a fade to him, and he just can't get it done, right through his hands. And when you saw that ball go through his hands, again, it's the feeling that you've gotten throughout this year. There's just some metaphysical thing, like Mike Missinelli's been saying. It's a metaphysical thing you feel, that you're just like, there's something here. It's something different. It's something I've never felt before. And I think we're afraid to feel it as Philadelphia sports fans because, you know, throughout our history as Philadelphia sports fans, we've always been let down in those moments. We've always come to expect that that's the moment where things are going to go wrong. Uh, Things aren't going to go our way. Like if you think back to the Stanley Cup, 
Patrick Kane scoring from a goal line. You go back to the 2009 World Series where Alex Rodriguez hits a home run off a camera. That pretty much changed the course of that World Series, and you lose that one when you should have won. And yes, you go back to 2004 where you played in a Super Bowl against a Patriots team that was pretty dominant still at the time. Um, Not the dynasty we know today. It was the making of that dynasty, but still an amazing team. And you had four turnovers in that game, and you still only lost by three points. It's just, that's what we've been used to. So it's hard for us to accept as Philadelphia sports fans that there's something good here. There's something magical. There's something you can rely on. There's confidence in this team. And I really don't think that this is going to be the kind of team that's going to fold under the bright lights. I don't. If If it was, I think it would have already happened by now. And just going to the NFC Championship game, and I'll start there, because I think when you think about the NFC Championship game and everything that was coming into that game. So you had all of the national pundits basically being like, wow, Minnesota defense is really good. And, you know, Case Keenum has had a much more successful year than Nick Foles as a backup. And I just really think this this Eagles team can't hang. And We've been counted out of every fucking game. Ever since Carson Wentz went down, nobody's given this team a shot. Everybody just discounts the coach. They discount how good this defense is. And I think they discount Nick Foles. I think Nick Foles is much better than people give him credit for. Is he a starting quarterback in this league? I don't know. Maybe. Uh, Can he play a 16-game season? Maybe. Is he going to be a great quarterback? No. But in this system, with this coach, with this coaching staff, I think he can get shit done because there's it's a perfect storm. Uh, if If you think about how Nick Foles got here, Nick Foles was a guy that was worked out by Doug Peterson back when he was a coach with Andy Reid in Philadelphia. He, it was actually Doug Peterson that went to go work him out before they drafted him. So he's got confidence in this guy. And I think that that permeates to Nick Foles. It's almost like he's like a, he's absorbing the confidence of Doug Peterson and displaying it out there on the field. And don't discredit the, the Carson Wentz factor still. Carson Wentz is still there on the sidelines, still there in the film room, pushing Nick Foles along, teaching him things. And I think Nick Foles is the kind of guy that's, receptive to that he's not going to be like Carson you're hurt and you're not playing I'm not going to listen to you he's going to be like yeah what do you see what do you see in the film let's let's collaborate on this and that's that's the thing about this team it's very collaborative it's a nice effort we're going to get to more of that later I do want to talk about something with this NFC championship game in the lead up to the game that really is has been bothering me and I don't know why it bothers me so much because who really gives a fuck what all these people think but I think I need to just address it so a lot of attention's been uh, made about the whole Philadelphia fan thing. And I get it. You know, we're a hostile environment and we throw snowballs at Santa Claus. All the cliche shit that people throw out there time after time after time after time. Yeah, but guess what, guys? This is not like you're going to have tea and crimpets with your grandmother. This is football. It's not an environment in general that's meant for children, in my opinion. It's not an environment that's meant for families. It's an environment for men. And is that, if that's sexist, so be it. But that's just facts. It's a gladiator sport. It's a blood sport. When you step onto the football field, there's lots of contact. There's lots of nastiness. It's a tough game. It's a man's game. And it's cutthroat. It's, it's smash mouth. It's let's beat the fucking shit out of each other today for the sake of a game, for the sake of sport. So why is it any different into the stands? 
It doesn't make us barbaric to allow us ourselves to get emotional over a sport. And it's not barbaric to have passion. And that's all it is. It's like, this is our house. This is where we live. This is our city. And you're not going to come into our city in the biggest game of the year, in the last game we're going to play in this stadium, and push us around. That's just the mentality of the Philadelphia sports fan. And it's not something that's unique to Philadelphia. There's plenty of sports fans where they're crazy. They'll fucking kill you over their team. That's just exists in every fan base. But I just think that this is the best fan base in sports. And it's not just because uh, I live here that I'm saying that. It's because I really do think that the people here are knowledgeable. They're passionate. They know what it means to be a fan of a football team. This isn't some pussy shit out in Minnesota. I'm sorry. Okay? You want to you wanna have like a nice family atmosphere and barbecue and grill with your family in the parking lot and just have a couple beers and it's all fun and games? Sure. Go ahead. But go fucking live in Minnesota. Don't expect to come into Philadelphia and act like, oh, this is like Minnesota out east. It's not. We're a little rough around the edges. I mean, me personally, when I go to other places, I know that I don't fit in because I'm a little rough around the edges. I came from Philadelphia. My family's from Philadelphia. I've got it in my blood. You hear it in my voice. It, it, there's something there that we all know and we all experience when you're from here. And it's something you have to be, you have to be from Philadelphia to understand Philadelphia. And guess what? I don't give a flying fuck, and nobody should give a flying fuck if any other fan base or any other city talks shit about us or, or says we're barbaric or anything else. We should embrace that. We should become the villain. We should be the bad guy. We should be the one who beats the fucking shit out of anybody who comes into our stadium. And it's not like Minnesota's all innocent in this shit. They came into our city, and they poked the bear. They went on the art museum steps. They, they put a, jer a Vikings jersey on the Rocky statue. They go on the art museum steps and fucking act like they took it over, even though there was like 30 of them there. So yeah, you poke the bear a little bit. Guess what? You're going to get the venom. You're going to get the venom from the snake when you poke the snake. You're going to get the claws from the bear when you poke the bear. That's just how it is. And it's just something that they do in the media. You got to accept it. At a national level, they're going to grip on to any little video that they can show that Philadelphia fans are acting all crazy. They're throwing beer cans and they're, they're cursing at kids and all this other shit. Show me another fan base that doesn't do that, and I'll show you a fucking shitty fan base. That's the truth. Show me a fan base that's just has pleasantries for the opposing fans, and I'll show you a fan base that doesn't really give a shit about their team. Because if you care about your team, you care about the fact that there's other people coming to your game, and you want to make them feel uncomfortable so you, you can show them that this is not the city to fuck with. You want to go up to, like, New York or down to fucking Jacksonville or out west to L.A. and have a good old time, go, go for it. But I guarantee you, even in those places, you're going to find your pockets of fans that are trash because trash just exists everywhere. And it's, it's the same thing uh, as, as like the racial aspect of, of, of society where, yeah, there's trash in every race. That's why like when people get upset about the word nigger, like nigger is a word I think that describes any piece of trash. And nigger is not a word for just black people. Like there's black people that are good. And there's black people that are bad. There's white people that are good. White people that are bad. Asians good. Asians bad. Hispanics that are good. Hispanics bad. It's the same of anything in our society. So I don't understand why people are act so surprised when there's a couple bad seeds in the parking lot. When there's a couple people who take it a little bit too far. That shit's going to happen everywhere. And it's not unique to Philadelphia. So don't act like on the, in the national stage that, oh, this is every Philly fan is this way. 
They're all going to chew us and spit at us and blah, 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 blah. Because there's shitty Vikings fans too. There's the woman who fucking spit at everybody, but no one who shows that video because it doesn't fit the narrative. So let's take the narrative over. That's what I say. Let's embrace the role of the bad guy. Let's be the pieces of shit that they say we are. Let's make people feel uncomfortable. I know that where I was sitting, I was in the second to last row of the stadium, uh, all the way up with all the people who are fucking lunatics. And there's a guy in our section, and if you look closely in that video from the art museum steps and those Vikings fans, there's a guy wearing horns. He's got the whole getup. That's the guy who was sitting in front of me. And guess what? He got the business. But it wasn't until he stood up after that first drive touchdown, all obnoxious, trying to get his Vikings fans going. And then when things turned around, when Patrick Robinson picked off that ball, guess what? We gave it right back to him. And then we were riding him the whole game. But again, you poke the bear, you hit the claws. That's just the way it is. And we went in to make him know. You can stand up and cheer for your team, but it comes at a cost. And you got to be willing to accept that to step foot in the stadium. You got to be tough. We're tough people. And maybe, uh, maybe you, you, don't, you disagree with me and you think that it's all an act. I think that people here are actually tough. I think they want you to feel uncomfortable. They embrace the role. And I think we all have that to a certain extent. And we display it. We have passion. So if you want to come into our stadium and cheer for your team, go ahead. Feel free. But just know it comes at a price. It's like there's consequences to your actions. You can do things, but just know that there's consequences. And the consequence of stepping into the foot, stepping foot into Lincoln Financial Field is that you're going to face some hostility, okay? Deal with it. Man up. Don't be a pussy. And I'm sorry you just wasted $1,000 getting all the way out here to watch your team get torched by Nick fucking Foles. Big dick Nick. Big dick Nick. Big dick Nick. And you can take that skull chant. And shove it right up your ass, because that's the queerest shit I've ever fucking heard. Yeah, you can say, oh, the E-A-G-L-E-S, that's so stupid. Well, you don't know how to spell, so you got to remind yourself how to spell eagles. Yeah, we do, okay? And uh, guess what? Our team's going to the Super Bowl, bitch. And the poor Vikings fans, they got to watch us play in their house, in their backyard, in the Super Bowl, in the game that they should have been in, to, according to every national pundit. Everybody told them that they were great. There was a great analogy on Crossing Broad. The writer put it perfectly. It was so eloquently written. This was the analogy he gave. Imagine you're applying for a job, and everybody, it's you and one other guy, and everybody's telling you, you're a shoe in for this job. You got the job pretty much. It's all, it's all, but, you know, you just got to go through the interview. It's a formality. You know, you got the job. The other guy, not qualified at all. He, uh, he's a fucking, he's stupid, and he's not any good. So don't even worry about him. You got this job. And you show up to the interview, and it's an hour-long interview, 60 minutes. In the first seven minutes, you crush it. You're fucking knocking it out of the park. You're answering every question, just making them, like, go goo-goo-gaga over you. You're, they're crazy for you because you're just crushing the questions through the first seven minutes. And then all of a sudden, you shit your pants, like violently shit your pants. There's, like, a shit on the wall. It's running down your leg. You're just like, oh, I'm covered in shit. Fuck. And the rest of the interview... The rest of the 53 minutes are a disaster because you're covered in shit. And then it turns out that the guy who they said wasn't qualified, that they said was dumb, that they said couldn't get the job, gets the job. And, it, and he's actually qualified for it. And he impresses. He crushes the interview. He knocks it out of the park. So then you go home covered in shit and you pull into your driveway and 
there's the guy who just got the job from you parked in your driveway. You walk inside, you open the bedroom door, and there he is fucking your wife. That's what it feels like for Minnesota Vikings fans to watch the Eagles play in the Super Bowl. And I'll be honest, I can't think of a worse place to host a Super Bowl than Minnesota. Why do they keep doing it in these cold weather places? I mean, people are shelling out all kinds of money. It's the last time I checked, the tickets were like right around 3,000, maybe dropping a little bit below, a little bit above, but right around like 3,000 to like $4,000 for a ticket to go to Minnesota. Like, fuck that. If I'm going to pay 3,000 to $4,000 for a ticket, I want to go somewhere warm and make a vacation out of it because all of those other expenses add up to airfare and hotel and getting here and there and food, all that shit. And I'm sure there's events around the Super Bowl that cost money, too. Why would I want to do that in Minnesota? That place is fucking miserable. And, yeah, I have been there. I've been to Minnesota. Uh, I actually went there on a work, like a two-day work trip. And I could not wait to go home because it's fucking miserable there. It's cold, and the people are just, like, too nice and friendly and annoying. I just can't deal with that. I want to be where the people are kind of got an edge to them and kind of pissed off just for asking you. Like, like when you call up somebody in Philadelphia at a business— they sound almost pissed off to answer the phone. I don't know. Maybe I, I'm a masochist, but I kind of like that. I kind of like that they have a little bit of an attitude for no fucking reason. That's just the way we all are on the on the inside. If you really boil this down, we're all a little bit on edge. So the squad is headed to the Super Bowl to once again face off against Tom Brady and the New England Patriots in a rematch of uh, the Super Bowl back in 2004-2005 season. And this is a much different era, I think, for that Patriots team. Patriots team, don't get me wrong, they're good. They should be favored for the Super Bowl, absolutely. But they should be scared, and I know that they are. As much bravado as Boston fans have, as Boston sports fans have have had for the last like decade, maybe two decades, um, for all the championships they've won, I don't think they've ever been more scared for a Super Bowl than this one. Even Bill Belichick said after the game when they were asking him about the Eagles, he said, we got a lot of work to do. We know nothing about this team. We haven't watched any film on this team this year. So Bill knows he's got his hands full. And he knows that that team on the other side isn't going to take this game lightly, just like he won't. And they're going to come out firing. Don't, don't expect the Patriots to go down the way that they did uh, in the first half of the game last year in the Super Bowl. This is a much different type of team. This is a, uh, this is a team that I think is, is more poised and more focused because of what happened in that game. But I also think that that line is very telling. It's, it opened up at around like, I think it was like, I think it opened up at six and a half, fell to six, fell to five and a half, went to five, and then the big bet came in. The guy who put down $10 million moved the line to four and a half. That four and a half point line is an Eagles line, guys. It's absolutely an Eagles line. But I'm here to tell you, I don't think there's going to be a four and a half point margin in this game. I think the Eagles come out and actually dominate it. And that's not the homerism to me. I just I have this feeling, and I can't tell you why. I really have no facts to back it up. I just have this feeling that the Eagles are going to come out and maybe stumble out the gate, but then just take a big fat shit on this Patriots team. Because this is not the Patriots teams that you've seen dominate in some of these Super Bowls and playoffs and blah, 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 blah. This is a Patriots team that's honestly probably the weakest Patriots team to ever make a Super Bowl. Um, the offense is still led by the greatest quarterback of all time. I can't discredit that enough. That is an X factor. But outside of that, this team's really not that strong. I mean, just look at the defensive side. Against Jacksonville, they li- really struggled up until the point where I think 
Um, you know, Jacksonville just didn't have enough. They've got Blake Bortles at quarterback. I still think Nick Foles is better than Blake Bortles, but Blake Bortles couldn't make passes to save his life to just put that game away. Um, the running game is what they shut down, and that's what New England does well. You've heard it every fucking week from every pundit. New England takes away your best player. Well, guess what? The Eagles don't have a best player. They've got a lot of good pieces. You've got Alshon that you can get the ball to um, in a pinch. He comes up with big catches, big plays. It showed in that Atlanta game, and it showed again uh, with a, a two like big touchdown catches in the NFC Championship game. We've got a great slot receiver who has a mismatch with a former Eagle and Eric Rowe across the middle in Nelson Aguilar. You've got guys like uh, Selleck, Ertz, and Burton, all great passing tight ends. Uh, I really think they've stepped up the blocking game too. And they've been running these great routes with the tight ends where it's like these little like um, in and out routes where it looks like they're going to go, are out and in routes, I should say. It looks like they're going to go out of bounds for a, like a clock stopping catch and then they shoot up field for a little bit extra yardage. Ertz is fucking phenomenal at that. You've got two running backs in LeGarrette Blunt and Jay Ajayi, and don't forget about Corey Clement, too, who can change it up and pound the fucking shit out of you with the rock. And I really do think that Doug Peterson's going to call a game that's just, you're going to see some creative play calling. You've seen it with stuff like the flea flicker and just some of the ballsy, gutsy calls he's made. This offense is much better than people give them credit for. But where we are really going to shine and where I really think we have an advantage is on the defensive side of the ball. Brady looked like shit against Jacksonville that whole first half, and it was because that defensive front of Jacksonville was able to get pressure on Brady. Brady's been sacked like 35 times this year, so you can get to Brady. There's nothing special about their offensive line, and I really do think that that's where we're going to have our success. It's our front four. You're going to see inside penetration from Fletcher Cox and Timmy Jernigan, the ends of Derek Barnett, and Brandon Graham and Vinnie Curry and all those guys they rotate in. Uh, um, uh, Chris Long and fucking Bo Allen again in the middle. Like The rotation on the line is what's going to keep these guys fresh. And that's where Jacksonville fell short. That front four for Jacksonville is just as good as our starting front four. But the problem is they don't have the depth. And they got tired. They got gassed in that game. Which is why Brady was able to take advantage of it. Because the pressure wasn't as on as much. But our front, our four, our front four, the rotation there on that line is going to allow us to get constant pressure on Brady all game. And with pressure, you know, he's still Tom Brady, but he's also 40 years old. And that constant pressure allows guys in the secondary to make big plays. And that you've seen it all year from Patrick Robinson, um, guys, your linebackers, Nigel Bradham, uh, fucking Darby's had some big interceptions at big moments. Like these guys are made that much better by the pressure up front. And I really do think that when it, if they want to try to come out and run the ball, which New England doesn't really do, they're going to get shut down. So they're, they know that. They're going to go to the short passes. It's going to be a lot of screens, play action passes, and they're, just, they're going to have constant pressure on them. So New England's going to have to make plays to beat our defense. And I really do think our defense is going to have a, a couple key turnovers that are going to change the momentum in this game, which is why I really think that this could be an Eagles like a smoke-out victory. Especially because if you think back to these Super Bowls where everybody's like, oh, that team's, this is going to be a close game. And blah, 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 blah. Every time they've said close game, it's never been a close game. Like think back to that Seattle-Denver. They were like, best offense versus best defense. Let's see who wins in the end. And it was the defense. They got fucking smoked in that Super Bowl in New York.
but there's also some like intangible factors. Don't forget, Tom Brady is 0-2 all-time against goof quarterbacks. He lost twice to Eli Manning. Nick Foles, my friends, is a goof quarterback. Watch out, Brady. I also think there's the intangible of the coaching staff. There's just a thing there that they have the pulse on the team. And I was listening to Ray Dittinger earlier today, who goes back to like the fucking Stone Age of football. And he was talking about, uh, I believe it was Super Bowl Nine, that the it was like the first appearance of the Steel Curtain uh, Steelers teams from like the Terry Bradshaw teams. And what he was saying was that Chuck Knoll, the coach of the Steelers at the time, he knew how to handle his guys. He, he wanted them to have fun. And when it got to media day and it was the circus of like millions of people wanting to ask them questions and all of that stuff, he told them, go have fun with that. Go experience that. Go enjoy it. You've earned this moment. But when you come onto my practice field, be ready to go. And I think that this team follows that same type of mentality where they're going to have their fun, the dog masks and the underdog thing and all of the stuff that you've seen with like the Meek Mill song and dancing like a bunch of idiots, they're keeping it loose. They're keeping it real. They're keeping themselves from getting too tight. And I think that because they are allowed to have that personality that you didn't see in the Chip Kelly teams, they have a personality. They have fun. They are a group of guys that I just feel like there's a camaraderie that you can't explain. And because they have that and then the focus to kind of zone in when it comes to studying film and the X's and O's and all that good stuff and a coach coaching staff. And it's not just Doug Peterson, the coaching staff in general has these guys focused. They know what they have to do. And I really think that that intangible element of this, this cohesiveness of this team, the completeness of the team game, not relying on one single guy and knowing your role and knowing your job, all of those things make this team a special team a great team and I think this is ultimately going to culminate in a Super Bowl I really do guys I think this is it this is it and remember remember this year because there's not going to be a special year like this ever again the first one is the most special and enjoy it enjoy it with your families enjoy it with your friends I'm going to be with my family because when I think of football when I think of sports I think back to all those people we've lost all those people that never got to see this, that never got to experience this, that just are so much a part of this, so much a fabric of what it means to be a Philadelphia sports fan, that that's where I want to spend my time. I want to be with my grandpa, my dad, my brothers, watching this and just marveling in what is the greatest moment, I think, in all of our lives when it comes to sports. There's not going to be a bigger moment than this. I will see you all for the parade. Unfortunately, I can't watch the game with you. But I think we're bringing it home, boys. And I told Pete DeLuca when I saw him in the office, I said, hey, Pete, bring it home. Well, joining me now in the studio, and it's a very special treat, it's the first guest in the makeshift studios um, on an official podcast. So first guest on an official podcast, heading out after the Super Bowl to California for a trip of a lifetime. It's our boy Dave. Dave, welcome. Howdy. Thanks for being with us. Thanks for having me. Appreciate so we, it. We got a lot to talk about, bro. We, we got do. a lot to talk about. Yeah. There's a... Uh, the Super Bowl. That's a big thing. Yeah, it's, it's a big thing, I, I suppose. It's a big deal. Um, it's huge deal. So you're hosting the party. Yeah. What can people expect? What's going to be um, there? I'm going to make it like a normal game because that's the approach Doug Peterson's taken. He's said he's like one, one day at a time. Let's mm -hmm. win this day. Let's let's win this practice day. You know, 
So I think as fans, we got to kind of be in the same mentality. And I'm just going to have a, you know, traditional watching with my boys. Yeah. Where we've been doing our whole lives. And I feel like that was better than, no offense to Mike, his setup. 2004, we went to Mike's dad's house. Yeah. It just wasn't, we did watch a lot of games there, but. It didn't have that thing about it. Yeah, it's different. I feel like this is like the hood, like where we grew up. It's also a very intimate setting. Yeah, this is, in terms of watching, this is the one. Yeah, you're in the epicenter of your neighborhood where you grew up. Like your house is literally the center of everybody. Yeah. (laughs) So it makes sense, I think, for you to host the party. Unfortunately, I can't be there, man. It really sucks. It's yeah, just, I completely understand. You get it, man. Yeah, that's... You got to be with fam. I would be with my dad watching this game regardless. Yeah. So... And, you know, it, for me, it's also about, like, my grandpa. Yeah. Because my grandpa was actually around when they won the championship the last time, but he's never seen the Super Bowl. Yeah. And it's like, everybody in their life, they get that moment that they'll always remember. And I feel like that's this. That's going to be this. Yeah. I'm really confident. I think we're winning the game. Yeah, I do, too. I... I can't believe how confident I am. I remember in 2004, I mean, I was younger, didn't have as much perspective, but I was like, shit, like, the Patriots are it's amazing. Well, they were like, good. They just won the Super yeah, Bowl the year before. Like, this time, I just, like, can see it. Like, I could see the media, like, Tom Brady losing. The media is like, all right, is there a rip between Belichick and Brady? Yeah. And Kraft? Is and he's Brady older. He's older. He's not as good. He Maybe yeah. he doesn't look good in the Super Bowl. Yeah. Yeah, that storyline very well could play out. The Browns offer both first-round picks for Brady. Oh like, I, I could just, like, <laughs> see stuff. Like, I could see stuff oh, unfold. Like, this is the beginning of the end for them. Yeah. So. And I, th- I think we could be the team to break the Eagles. And wouldn't it be poetic that when you went there the last time, I talked about this earlier, the road to uh, the, the Super Bowl last time, it went Minnesota, Atlanta. Right. And now then, it's vice versa. And, in, and it was New England in Jacksonville. And yeah. then this year, it's the opposite. They played Jacksonville to get there, and now it's the bookend. Yeah. It's the end of Brady. And the Super Bowl was in Jacksonville. Yeah. Or this could go the other way, I guess. Yeah. And Brady wins another one. He's the fucking goat. <laughs> oh, but I'm, I really don't think that's the case. I think this is the end because this Patriots team is not as good as the Patriots and teams of years past. This is the first time he's playing the Super Bowl with his age beginning with a four. Yeah. So maybe that is that losses. is it's a big difference. It's a different decade. Man. And honestly, let's be real. The first half of that Jacksonville game, which I did watch in a fucking somebody's trunk. Yeah. I tried to do that at the stadium and it didn't work. It's like I had the same issues I had here. Right. Uh, no service. But anyway, I watched that game. The first half, Jacksonville completely dominated Brady. They the front four got to him, and then the problem I think Jacksonville had, and I talked about this earlier too, but I think that there we have a lot of rotation on the front line. We have like a million guys we rotate in and out of there, and we keep them fresh. Jacksonville just ran out of gas. Right. So they couldn't and keep they the pressure aggressive. up. They weren't aggressive at all. No, they, they did. They, they're, they're they took a step loose. back. They yeah. played not to lose. Right. You can't exactly. do that. No, not against, not against them. That's what Atlanta did last year, too, in the Super Bowl. Do you think there's a conspiracy that this is what Brady and Belichick prefer is to go down in the halftime? Because they have never scored a point in the first quarter of any Super Bowl they've played in. Really? Yeah. Is that a fact? Yeah. Wow. So, so they've never scored a point before halftime. Right. No, no, in the first quarter. Oh, in first quarter. Yeah, yeah. No, yeah, I, that's a believable stat. Yeah. I don't know. I just think there's – I think it, they're the kind of team where it takes them a while to get into, like – they need momentum. They're yeah. very momentum-based. Well, he, he's the best adjusting coach, and that's what he does best. It's his strength. That's his probably – I mean, I, I, he has a lot of strengths, obviously. But, but you know – He I, likes to adjust. I think – I agree with you, and I think yeah. that that's why he's able to get an edge on a lot of people. But I think that Doug – He's not Andy Reid. No, he's and like, not at all. <laughs> Ray Dininger made the point yesterday. He's like, I think that Doug Peterson learned more from his experiences with like Don Shula down in Miami and um, uh, who's the fuck? Uh, Holmgren when he was with Green Bay. Right. And the same trait. And Andy. So like 
it's a combination of all those guys. So, yeah, he's got all the good qualities, the creative play calling, all that shit of Andy, but the ability to make adjustments and actually be a fucking coach from those other right. guys. And not only that, but Peterson has been watching the game for most of his career. I mean, he's kind of been yeah. a coach the whole time he's he training, and so is uh, Frank Wright. So they're both kind of like Yeah, that. two backup QBs. Yeah, it's like a kind of winning formula. And I think that they're just they have like the pulse on the team this year too. Like I feel like all of these guys are almost on the same page with everything. They're there's just, no one that's bigger than the team. There's nothing stronger than chemistry and playing together. And like, I thought when Ajayi came in he was going to kind of maybe fuck things up with that, but I feel like even he's kind of fit into yeah, like the mold. Yeah. It's almost like we dude, I honestly think and if you think about it, this could be the end of one dynasty in the Patriots and the beginning of another. But we're not even using our quarterback. That's going to be. And that's that why dynasty. I say that. So it's kind of like the most. I like. Wouldn't it be poetic, though? Like, Wouldn't it be poetic if a dynasty began out of a backup quarterback yeah. for a city that's never won a Super Bowl, that's starving for one with passionate right. fans and all that shit? I just feel like that this is like the first time in my life I've felt confident going into a sporting event. And I don't have that thing in the back of my head that we always have as philadelphia sports fans where you're like you know i just feel like something's gonna go wrong and that's what it's I gonna had. be a disaster yeah like for the atlanta game that's how i felt like i was like I'm, i've been to so many games with my dad like like heartbroken walking out of that stadium mm -hmm. it's quiet people are pissed like and just like i just thought about the saints game four years ago and like folds just like looking at his throws in person i'm like this guy can't make throws no like, you're like he can't a dead throw arm the ball yeah and then like the defense was even slipping a little bit towards the end mm -hmm. so i mean the oakland game they did hold him but Derek carr was i don't know how about him but yeah, yeah but I, I don't know like I, I just it's weird with this group like how one week can really turn you around like i learned a lot in a week it was like about this team yeah was, and i i think it's been there the whole time it's just that you got to remember too carson goes down they don't have much time to like prepare Nick Foles, and they don't want to show any of, of what they want to prepare Nick Foles with. Right. It was a very vanilla offense they ran against Oakland, against even the Giants game. It was a little bit vanilla. Uh, the Cowboys game, for sure. They didn't show him anything. True. So I think that like that first playoff game was truly Nick Foles' first game with the full playbook, really. And he executed it pretty well for the most part. You had right. a few turnovers that weren't his fault. The defense, I think, is what won them the game ultimately, yeah. but Nick Foles didn't lose him the game, I guess. Right. And then in the championship game, he comes out and just is he's lights out. He's reading he's doing those they had those RPOs designed for him, and they have a little bit of read option in there that I think they adapted from Chip Kelly. Um, and he all you have all that is is execution, those plays. You just have to do what the play is designed for you to do. And that's you right. got a couple options. You can go this way, that way, read the defense and put the ball where it needs to be. And he did that. You can't ask for anything more. So I got all the confidence in the world. All these fucking Patriot fans and fucking Eagle haters, they're yeah. saying, oh, your backup quarterback can't beat Brady, blah, 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 blah. Fuck you. He I, can. I think this is going to be one of those underdog success stories like that people will talk about for many years to come. And I like, think, honestly. They might make a movie about this. They might. <laughs> well, if you think about it, has there ever been a more, I guess, underdog story i hate to use the fucking word because it's so overplayed at this point but i mean hostetler i guess was a similar situation yeah but, i mean th that team wasn't here's the thing they were the number one seed but they were not favored in any game they played nope the <laughs> so, for the first time in nfl history yeah and that has to do with the fact that you lose jason peters you lose jordan hicks you yeah. lose carson wentz like five of your top 10 players are gone and think about how many times the eagles have lost in the past with a favorite team mm -hmm. in the playoffs yeah 
Yeah, it's true. Like it's, in two, and that's the difference between this team and that team. Like in two thousand four, we all expected it. Yeah. Like we went to three fucking NFC Championship. T.O. Games. was incredible. Yeah. And like, yeah, we get T.O. We get Javon Curse in the off season. Like we're thinking, like this is it. This is the year. It has to be. And then we just get heartbroken. We had yeah. four turnovers yeah. in that Super Bowl. Four. You can't beat the Patriots turning the ball over like that. But just think about the difference too. Like Chad, Chad Smith, Chad Lewis. Sorry, um, he broke his foot on the second touchdown of the game yep. for him. Uh, mm-hmm. The game winning touchdown in, in Atlanta, and then uh, now like it was just complete opposite. It was like everyone knew that game was over after almost pretty much after the pick six. Yeah, like everyone was like, all right, yep, over. there's something done. There's just something magical about the squad. I don't know what it is. Yeah, like, you can't put your finger on it. It's just like a feeling that the feeling of confidence I have, even though obviously we're going against a tough opponent that has. Serious credentials, but mm-hmm. it's. I, I just think I'm we're calm. we're That's the more weird. complete team. That's why we're a better team. We're a better team on paper. I mean, yeah, they may have the number one offense, right? But I think we're we're obviously one of the best offenses yeah. in football, even without Carson Wentz. And the defense is solid. The defense is really good. Yeah, and I credit Jim Schwartz a lot for that. I'm surprised that he didn't get interviews. Did I he think, interview at all? He, uh, I think he did in, in New York, but I think the problem with him is that he has baggage. He's got a history, and they can just look to so that. So he's Pat Shermer. Yeah, but I think there's more negative press around Schwartz because of the way he went down, the way he went out. And Shermer didn't... I mean, Shermer kind of was associated with a lot of bad teams, but he's always been yeah. kind of hailed as like an offensive They guru. just look at it. If the Browns is on your resume, they're like, all right, we'll give him a pass on that one. Well, I mean, Bill <laughs> Belichick came from the Browns. Yeah, he did all right. <laughs> That's kind of ironic too. Yeah, I know. Man, I mean, this this year has just been something else, and I really think that this could be the end of all of that negative bullshit in Philadelphia. If the Eagles win a Super Bowl, I feel like it's going to do so much for this city on all sports. It, it is. It and is. it takes the pressure off of, like, the Sixers and all these other teams to win championships yeah. a little and bit. And we have an argument against Giants fans. Finally. It's great. Oh, my God. Jesus. And Get you know a new what? Argument. Oh, then the argument's going to be like, oh, well, we talk to me when you got more rings, yeah, bro. I know. And if, fuck you. We've got the most recent one. That's and the only one that ever and matters. We won with a backup quarterback. We fuck did. You. Yeah. Against the biggest fucking dynasty oh, well, in sports be, history. We'd be an undefeated team, though, that you won ours. And bro. you know what? It, if we win this game, it discredits the wins of the Giants a little bit. Uh, it it rips through the mystique of those they were wins. A better Patriots team. This is probably the worst Patriots team of all the Super Bowl teams. I yeah. think. Yeah, personally. it is talent wise. Dude, their at least. defense is really not that good. They, no, they and I'd say they average rank in the twenties for mm-hmm. every you know. Well, statistic. think think of who's on this defense too. You've got a couple former Patrick Dunst, Tung. Patrick Eric Tung, Rowe, Eric Rowe, like. Okay, yeah, they've they've been filling pieces for these guys. Ben, yeah. but don't break defense, but they're not any good. And uh, you know what? I, I talked about this a little earlier too, Dave, but the matchup I'm most excited for is that slot matchup of Nelson Aguilar going up against Eric Rowe most likely. Right. That he, He's going to expose him. I'm looking for our receivers to actually have big games in this. Yeah. I don't see any reason why we can't have our receivers get some action. The only thing that scares me about the game is Gronk. Like, what, what's his deal? Is he playing? Is he full? Is he playing with you a know, Gronk eggshell will, head? Gronk will play. Yeah. And I think he'll but, he'll be effective. Yeah. Who's going to cover him? Like, that's it, it's interesting to see what Schwartz will do. Yeah, he's know. he's a huge mismatch for you. But the I think the thing that you have going in your favor is that their offensive line will not be able to handle those pass rushers. Right. I think you're going to get pressure constantly, so they're going to have to put a tight end to give a little bit of help to that old fuck they have on their offensive line. And that's going to take away from some of what they can do with Gronk. And the old fuck they have on their defensive line. James yeah. Harrison. Yeah. 
who's been there before. So he has. We'll see what happens. There. But I believe in our offensive line, man. They're a cohesive unit. They've played like that all season. Wiz Newski, where'd he come from? Fucking Wiz, they man. They tried to give Chance Warmack the job like all year. Like, here you go, bro. Here's your job. Just fucking figure it out, bro. <laughs> yeah. He's like, eh, I'll just give it to Wiz. And man. Like, he came out of nowhere and Big V. <laughs> Like he, you didn't hear his name called once against Everson Griffin. I didn't hear any Saints players. I almost didn't even know like they. I didn't even look at our why Saints Saints Minnesota. Vikings. Yeah, I was like I didn't even look at their players no. on the field. I wasn't like oh my god like there's San no. Diego or you know there's Xavier Rose. No, like, I didn't yeah, even you're not look afraid of them. them. I just looked at them as a unit and I was like we're gonna beat this unit. Yeah, like, and that's how I feel about the Patriots. Yeah. Like I'm not looking. I'm looking at it as like Tom Brady and his team. Yeah. And Bill Belichick versus. He's gonna the do a lot of the similar stuff the Eagles do with these like you know his white wide receivers that kill yeah. every year. Yeah. Like Amendola. A lot Edelman, of screen Hogan. and play action passes and shit. Yeah. Like very like dink and dunk type it's, uh, it's plays. It's gonna be a hell of a game. I think <laughs> it's gonna be really close too. I always thought it was interesting that they brought in Brandon Cooks because they don't really have much of a of like a deep play type of uh, playbook. It's, it's it is a no. lot of dink and dunk still. Yeah, but he they use them all sorts of ways, kind of like Aguilar does for us. But it's just a waste of speed. Yeah, I mean he is really quick. You know, imagine who, if he was on the Saints with Michael Thomas this year. I guarantee I'm going to guarantee you one fact about this Super Bowl. I guarantee you, Torrey Smith drops at least one ball. Ooh, that'd be a good bet. At least one ball. It's probably a bet. In there Vegas. is probably a prop bet on that. Yeah, probably. I just can't get over how expensive it is to actually get to the Super Bowl. It's though. me and my dad's really upset. I, yeah. I'm, I'm trying to calm him down. Like he's like, it's always been on my bucket list, you know, just to see the Eagles win one. But I wanted to go because we go to all the games. Like this is the game to go. I'm like, Dad, like you need to be like a corporate executive. Like they said, 17 and a half percent the Eagles got of all the tickets. All right, so that's then ridiculous. One percent went to the fans. The rest went to coaches, players, and like packages for traveling. Like. They book it with a hotel. You get the tickets too. Like that's they just make money, dude. They yeah. make all these packages, it's a and racket. these bundles, and it's however you can maximize your profits. It's a business for them, so they don't want the guy that bleeds green to go. No, it's, it's and that's it's why it's probably gonna be quiet there. Well, know? I mean, if you remember in Jacksonville, it was pretty loud. Like there was a lot of a lot more Eagles fans in Jacksonville. Well, than obviously, and a lot of people. Were, that's the retirement for yeah. people in this Northeast corridor. I think go we're to gonna travel well, Florida. especially for the fact that I think the Patriots fans they've probably already been to their Super Bowl. Like this isn't like this is just another one for it's them. It's so weird talking to Andy on the phone because he's like, "When should I book my flight? Like, are we leave?" I'm like, "Let's just leave the week after because we just know like it's set in stone." And he's like, "All right, well, let's just go, dude. Come on." I'm like, "Dude, you have no clue. This is like holy grail for me." Like. He's like, oh, I'm like, you guys win it every year. Mm-hmm. Like, you don't he's get like, it, no, he's bro. like, he's like, all right, yeah, I, I, I get it. And there's I just like, something, Fuck you, dude. You don't even care. There's just something. I think when you're from here, you get it, and when you're not from here, you just that's don't. That's why in the national media, did you see the Colin Coward interview? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> What'd you think? I, dude, I think Mike did well. I, I think, think he let him off the hook a little bit. Well, dude, it's his show. He's not gonna yeah. walk in there and be like, hey, fuck you. Yeah, and I mean, I think he's like, he's gonna be on TV now, and I think he wants to like be a TV guy. And he just got kicked off ABC. Yeah. For the saying, the woman with the woman yeah. with Cam Newton. Yeah, so I think he's trying to, like, just, you know, make friends in the media, I guess. Yeah. I can't blame him. Yeah, they're going to broadcast the show live. and It'll be good. Yeah, it'll be cool. I Natalie, Natalie Edgenoff's hot. She is hot. She's a little thick. Yeah, I've never seen her body's pictures on Yeah, online. she's a little thick. She's I saw her in person. Uh, really? Well, at the uh, at the draft. Oh, okay. They had the little booth there. Yeah, yeah, with yeah. B-West. I saw B-West, too. Nice. I, got, I, like, went right up to him and took a picture right in his face. B-West oh, yeah. is the just man. ruthless. He's the man. I love B West for many reasons. He's too. really good. Yeah. Well, obviously as a player, but he's yeah. a really good analyst. I think. Yeah, he's pretty good. I think he like in the beginning of his analyst career, he was on. I think it was NFL Network, and he started to have like concussion uh, symptoms, like where he like was memory loss. He would yeah memory loss. He'd forget shit. 
Right. And like they were like, why don't you go figure that out? And that's and then he popped back up on the radio. Yeah, we, we have that too is. from our penmanship. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what were we talking about? <laughs> so let's uh, shift gears a little bit here, Dave. We got to talk about the other elephant in the room of you just leaving us, man. Yeah. I get it. You got to go. You got to go. Everybody's married. It's fucking gay for you. We get it. It's not. That's not really. I mean, I guess it has something to do with it, but not like it's a definitely at the bottom of the list. It's well, it's a it's part of I mean, you're at a point in your life where it's like, do I keep just doing what I'm doing or do I go have an experience? Yeah. I, well, I looked around. It all started with looking around the sales office and seeing people that were 10 years older than me. Yeah. Same started the same age I did. They're fucking miserable. And I'm just like looking at them. I'm like, that could be me, you know, just and miserable. like a couple of my accounts would like talk to me. They're like, oh, you're a lifer like you're. Oh, I've seen so many kids like you. They just stay and like there's like he's like examples of people in the company that he knew and he's like, oh yeah, you'll have, you know, you're you're gonna be in like the middle class, uh, but you're gonna be have a hell of a time doing it and you're gonna have great perks and and like Fuck but in that. terms of income you're gonna be in the middle of the middle class. So it, it's it was true though like a lot of people have like you know like s- smaller homes and like two or three kids like most of them live in Hamilton but. Which yeah. I don't know how expensive it is. It's kind of like a Cherry Hill up there. Yeah. But it's actually a little bigger than Cherry Hill. But yeah, so I just, you know, I was talking to people and my sister moved out there and that was kind of like what started it a little bit. And your yeah. sister's where? Manhattan Beach? Yeah, Manhattan Beach. Yeah. So she's been there for, you know, since July. and That it, helps it, a lot to yeah. have like an anchor basically. Yeah. So there. she was kind of like pushing forward. Like Andrea sent her off. Like when we visited, it was like, you should move out here. Like you were born so for California. This was like man. a year ago, over yeah. like a year and a half ago, actually. Yeah. Um, so, and then I got the job offer in the summer and that kind of just like took me somewhere. Like it's, it's weird. Like even though like I, I was never serious, like I guess I was seriously considering it, but like I was, I couldn't see myself working for the dude. Like I just couldn't put my mind around that. And yeah. That kind of like when I left and it just like was like the talks kind of died. I was like, I want to join like a startup company and like be the man. Like yeah. right now, Richie and Page, like I'm just a number. Yeah. Well, you're a, you're an underling. To and it, w- it used to be Richie and Page was a smaller company in Trenton. Like everybody, they had six salesmen. Yeah. Now they have 20. So it's like it's a bigger company. Like AB is going crazy directions. I don't like them as an organization. Yeah. I just don't like it. Well, they're push. foreign run now. Yeah. There's just not the same company. No. It's I mean, obviously, because they got bought out. So. Mm-hmm. Well, but I mean, I, I, I think that for you, like the career experience you have in sales and in even in some of like the ad, like um, they're great the, at merchandising things you've done. Yeah, like, I feel like your skill set lends itself to a lot of different jobs. Yeah, retail. Yeah, uh, on the on the field, like salesman. I just don't have any experience like cold calling or I, I do talk to a lot of customers on the phone, which I like to talk on the phone. I, I could see myself doing that yeah. in my job. Like, I feel like I feel like I'm good on the phones. So, well, like, so. is there a particular like line of work you think you want to go into? Definitely sales or marketing. But like, like I mean, like I guess more like particular field. Industry. The industry. That's the yeah. word I was looking um, for. I'm not really. I'm no. still doing research. There's a lot of industries out there, and you really got to dig deep and see where they're going to be in five to 10 years because yeah. you don't want it, the projection to be low. Yeah. Like I'm know? in the food industry and it's like a really tumultuous time for the food industry. That's a weird industry. <laughs> right but now. I almost, I enjoy, I'm like a masochist. So and I now, enjoy like, the Amazon's challenge. Amazon's kind of dipping into your They're field. fucking up everything. Yeah. They're like, flipping everything on Now they want to buy Target for their distribution mm-hmm. and like that's food too. Well, with Amazon for us, specifically in the food service world, it's all about 
them pushing out like the Cisco's and the U.S. Foods of the world, right? Which is crazy to it's think. Cisco dominates, man. They do. At the, every one of my accounts, I'd say ninety percent of my accounts, ninety-five. Buy from Cisco. Yeah, Cisco. Yeah. And then they tried to purchase U.S. Foods, but yep, it didn't went, work. Yeah, Monopoly. Well, great game. They fucking yeah, great <laughs> settlers. <laughs> they all like settlers. Uh, they all uh, they all kind of rape us on price personally, but that's besides the point. Let's get back to you. Okay. Um, so your trip is going to be after the uh after the parade week yes so what february 12th i think you yes said. yeah originally it was going to be the day after the super bowl yeah but since things the Eagles changed. Have obviously <laughs> flipped our worlds upside down as of the last two or three weeks uh that changed and uh andy is a patriots fan obviously so he was like what's going on like what are we doing i said honestly let's just push it back a week regardless of what happens in the super bowl like so he, andy your roommate from college yeah he's in he's in with you on this yes. he's he's heading out there with you he's yeah sorry, now he hadn't he already been out there he's been out there for two months okay so he's living with this like lady that's doing month to month like uh rentals she's this old lady he kind of lives with yeah out there and oh he lives in this, sherman is Oaks, he banging where, this lady no she's like a grandma like <laughs> well, she just needs a tenant month to month okay. so just to help with the rent so yeah okay. he, he, he's like uh <laughs> but his lease is Obviously done the thirty first. Yeah. So he was like, "All right, I'm gonna go back to New Hampshire. I'm gonna watch the Super Bowl at home because he was gonna come to the party originally. But then yeah. I said, you can't come to the party because you're a Patriots fan. Yeah, fuck you. Yeah, get the fuck out of here. I don't want you celebrating if they <laughs> lose, which they're not gonna lose. We're gonna be kicking his ass. Yeah, but, we are. But anyway, that'll be a fun trip for you. Yeah. So I'm either gonna drive off into the sunset like the happiest man alive. Yeah. Like I'm done my work too, or just like crying. <laughs> but I mean, it's it's kind of like just either weird. way, you're on to something new. Yeah, and, and that's and, a beautiful thing. And this thing. team is kind of like parallel to my life right now. They it's, are. It's really man. weird. This came at a very yeah. interesting time in your life. I know. It's, it's like they do parallel you in a lot of ways. Like yeah. you're kind of an underdog in life. Yep. You are. You have like all this like talent and personality, and I feel like here, I just feel like your star is like burned out here. It's like you I'm need a, to go shine in a brighter it's place. It's not as appreciated here. People don't look for certain stuff here. I feel like. Yeah. Like it's more corporate driven and either that or a blue collar people that just you know an electrician or something yeah a trade trade job yeah and i feel like just the way you are and the lifestyle that you want and the pace that you live your life like you're, m you're much better suited for like a west coast lifestyle you yeah, just are but i just i don't see that being a permanent thing like i see myself back here because it's I a just, rental it is a rental yeah and i i would love to somehow figure out how to live coast to coast That'd yeah be cool if I could have a job where the I could Elon work. Musk thing. Yeah, if I could, yeah, <laughs> L.A. to New York in 29 minutes. That'd be beautiful. That'd be incredible. But uh, yeah, I, I just wish I uh, had a way, you know. But, yeah, I mean, I, if honestly, I think that's the dilemma for everybody. Like, yeah, there's all, obviously the part about leaving your family too, which yeah, we that's should the discuss most in a second. Part. But yeah. like leaving your family, leaving like what you've known, going to somewhere else, like that's all like it's all new, it's all different. But then there's the part of it that's like it's about the experience right. it's about like doing something different because you only have a short amount of time on this earth. yeah it's like the late 20s your man. flame burns out after like 80 to like 100 years if you're lucky enough to live that yeah. long so like wouldn't you like to look back and say i did everything i could to yeah. make sure i had the best time here? a lot of people say they wish they did they're like mm -hmm. oh a lot of people i, I told the same story 130 times to all my customers dude so, i am going to live vicariously through you <laughs> yeah, because in my i mean i'll be honest with you like for me if i could go out west and just not have to worry about the family thing like i would be there already yeah i would be coming with you it's but it's not it's definitely like it's it's funny like it feels like when you went to college you know those jitters you had mm-hmm 
you didn't think you'd ever see those jitters again, and now no. I have them again. It's like I feel like I'm going away to college again, but this time it's different because you're more established and you have money. And it's, yeah, it's it's different this time, man. It's it's so, weird. So how do your parents feel about it? Uh, they're obviously like upset. I'm leaving. But yeah. My mom's like really excited for me because she could tell I was burned out more than anybody. Yeah. And my dad doesn't really understand it because he's been to the same place his whole life. He's yeah. he's a government worker. Like. Yeah, I feel like I. I, I feel like your mom wants you to have an experience. Yeah. She's she, always like, she's been, your mom's more of like a free spirit that way. Yeah, I just yeah. feel like your dad. He doesn't it, understand. Because, like, I mean, you're, 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 you're your dad's buddy. Yeah, you know? absolutely. Yeah. I mean, he doesn't understand because people don't like just quit their jobs. You know, like it's kind of like, oh, well, you should at least go for an interview. And like, I don't want to deal with any of that. Like timing yeah. wise. Okay. Well, I got to fly out to LA to interview or do a Skype interview no. or whatever. Like, Figure it out when you get there. Yeah. Just like I, I. It's so relieving to just know I have the weight of my accounts off my shoulders. Yeah. Like being responsible for all those 130 bars. Like it's just disappearing. Yeah. And like people like are already like texting the new rep with orders. And I'm like, all right, this is, this is great. This like, is done. Yeah. Dude, that's, I got to commend you. Cause he's like, I don't have the balls to do what you're doing. I right. don't like, I have a nice cushy career. Um, you know, I could leave it and go do what you're doing, but like, I don't have the balls to do it. I yeah, really don't because I'm a creature of comfort. Like I need like the comfort of security. Yeah. Like I would be one of those people who needed to go interview before I even figured it out. Right. But like, I can't even comprehend what you're doing. Right. But I, and I can't I, either because the Eagles are killing it. But dude, I fucking respect <laughs> the shit out of it. Yeah, that's for appreciate sure. appreciate it. Dude, I mean. I mean you got you to gotta roll the dice, man. I'm a dice roller. There's always, know? I mean, there's, in life, like, there's, uh, like, people who, like, always talk about this. They always talk about, like, I want to go just do something. I should just go do it. And you always, you always hear from, like, people who made it, like, the story of, like, I just went, I didn't have a fucking dime to my name. I just went out there. Like, I just did it. I just lived in the moment, and I did it. I didn't think about you know, security or whatever. I was just so hell bent on doing what I wanted to do that it all worked out in the end. And I feel like that's you. That's yeah. you in a nutshell. I that's mean, what you're going to do. If life was easy, it wouldn't be fun, right? No. It's it's just like you, you got to roll the dice, man. I, I'm not going to say I'm going to hit the ball through the trees and hope get on the green. I'm not <laughs> just going to hit it to the side and take a stroke and be like, all right, fuck it. I'll take the I'll sacrifice the low the high score yeah. on that hole. Yeah. To put an analogy on it. But. <sighs> man. I just, I don't care, man. I just, like, what, am I have the air in my lungs? Like, am I going to be breathing? Am yeah. I going to be dead if I don't have a job? Like, that's how I look at it. Like, and if you get out there and you fall on your face, you know, you always have something to fall back yeah, on. Yeah, and, and it, life's about preparation. I've planned for this. I have a backup plan. Like, the only thing I have to pay off it to my name is my car, which mm -hmm. I've already put a pretty good dent in. So, yeah. It's, and I have it paid through March, so I don't have to worry about it for and a And you're taking months. it out there with you. I'm taking it with me, yeah. Wow. Me and Andy are driving. Um, we're going from D.C. into West Virginia, through Kentucky, like Louisville, to St. Louis, to Kansas City, to Denver, down to Albuquerque, over to Phoenix, to L.A. And we're staying with friends, like on the All way. All the way. Not, not the only place on the West Coast we're staying is Andy has a buddy and lives in Phoenix. So okay. we're gonna like that's the last leg of the trip. And you have this all plotted out, like yeah. you know exactly how you're gonna get there. I just don't know where I'm staying. Um, the only thing is like, because we're obviously we're not gonna stay in cities because it's really expensive to do that. Yeah. So I'm probably gonna be staying in like Bumblefuck, Missouri, dude, like the middle between Kansas City and St. Louis. That's <laughs> stupid. You're gonna see stuff that pretty much no one else in our <laughs> lives has ever seen. But there's nothing to see. It's just all yeah, but fields it's all, and farms. But you're gonna remember parts yeah. of it because you're gonna have interactions with people, and this is where I, like I'm envious because. In, I think life is all about experiences and the people you meet and that sort of thing. So you're going to meet people and have experiences on the road right. that 
are different. They're just different in the nature of where you are, the people, the kind of people that exist where you're going to go. And you never know. It yeah. could be some crazy fucking story that you encounter along right. the way. And like all that stuff. I'm passionate about people. I told the owner of my company that I was like, I'm not passionate about beer. I'm passionate about people. And I just want to learn about every kind of creature. Yeah. You know, like people are like, oh, people in L.A. are so weird. And I'm like, good. Like yeah. I want to I want to learn about these things. Like I want to see it like firsthand, you know, like people around here are a certain way. And it is a pretty diverse area, New Jersey and the Philadelphia area, even up to New York. I mean, but. It's it's gonna be interesting to see the the pace, like you said. Yeah. That's like waiting five minutes for a cup of coffee. Like, it's gonna be <laughs> interesting. Well, I mean, the West Coast is definitely a slower pace. Oh yeah, it's but it's a different world. You don't feel like you're in America. Yeah, it's, I mean, it, it, you really don't. You feel yeah. like it's almost like you're on vacation, and like you, this whole time you're like, when is this warm weather, this sunny weather gonna go away? Right. I can't even imagine a a day in California. I know. My sister's that. like half the time. I don't know what month it is. Like it's always the same weather every day. It's like 75 and sunny, no humidity. Like, but there's <laughs> just like this serene thing about it. Like there's just like just this calm tranquility about California. Yeah. That they, you don't get anywhere else. That's why they want to be their own country. <laughs> well, yeah, but that's all bullshit. Yeah, it you is. Know? It's, and like, that's the political crap that yeah. drives me nuts. And You're also going out in a time. Your timing is perfect for going out to California for one reason. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know the reason. I didn't have I didn't have that fortune in going out to California. I yeah, had you fucking, pretty much did. Well, I pretty much did. <laughs> yeah. But you're going to have complete access, legal access to marijuana wherever you go. Yeah, I guess I kind of spoiled it for myself because New Jersey's going to do it. And I know. I, I see myself being back by that time for some reason. Yeah. I, I don't know. Like It's going to take a long time. Yeah, for I'm, a I'm at least going to be out for a year. Uh, I don't know about that the next year, but... We'll see how it goes. See what happens. A lot of it depends on you know what happens. Yeah, so, like your job. Yeah, and all that just, stuff. I don't know. Now, what about the Eagles um, next year? I'm just gonna. I'm gonna. If I fly back for a weekend, dude, it's I'll do it. I don't fucking care. Yeah. Like, if I just take a Friday off or a Monday off and stay for f three or four days, like, I think it's worth it. And if I if I take a week off, if I can, and there's back to back weekend games, I could stay the whole week and see two games. So I thought about that. Um, I gotta go to Maine. Uh, I got to yeah. go to Mike's bachelor party. I got to yeah. go to, you know, like, jeez, <laughs> I, I don't think Jake's bachelor parties is here, but, um, yeah. So I just got to figure out, I got to go to the wedding. I got to go, <laughs> I got to go to the, the draft, the draft. <laughs> so that is very, this congratulations is, on winning, by the way. Thank I should have said that earlier. I appreciate yeah, that. Yeah. I called it. Yeah. You called I it. I did call it, but I, I, I got to figure it out. I don't know how I'm going to be here for the draft. Uh, We'll make it work. Yeah. I mean, I mean, we've made it work in the past. And I don't, that I, would I be, doubt Fox will be here for it. Yeah. So. That would be insane if we did it out West somehow. I we would all, love to. If you guys all came. <laughs> I'm going to tell you, man, I would even take the first lady out. Oh, with yeah. Because we love California. Yeah. I, the one of the, like, one of the coolest experiences in my life was going out there. Yeah. And I went to fucking Thailand. Yeah. And, and I still think California is pretty if sweet. If you bring your wives and they don't feel comfortable staying with guys, like, in the, they can always stay at my sister's place, you know? Like, yeah. They can go there and stay with her. So I mean, or I can just like get a hotel or you can get a I'm hotel. I mean, but it's cool. It's cool to stay. <laughs> like I, I thought it was really cool. We stayed in a hotel one night when we went yeah. to the Eagles game, but it was really cool staying at my sister's spot. You yeah. got the feel. Is she like right on the beach? Yeah. She's two blocks from the beach. Her wow. place is insane. It's, it's not a big place, but it's like, it's almost like it looks like an English co like cottage inside with yeah. beams across the ceiling and it look, everything looks like old. And is and it just her in the apartment? No, it's her and a girl that <laughs> grew up in Malibu. Like this girl's really? filthy rich, like wow. stoner chick, like gets like the lipos, uh, not liposuction, fucking uh, collagen. No, it's the injections. Yeah. 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 And like the lips and Botox. Yeah. Botox. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I don't know why I said that. How old is she that she's getting that she's, shit? She's our age. Yeah. 
That's weird. That is weird. But she's from Malibu, dude. That's what they do. Yeah, I guess so. <clears throat> it's like, so weird. Malibu's like a strange like the beach part of Malibu is like very like rich like that. It but is. then like it also has like that beautiful like nature, the mountainous nature type Topanga of thing. Canyon and Topanga all that. Canyon. Yeah, yeah. Like, like it's it's weird. Like we saw a lot of nannies on the beach. Just yeah. like chilling with oh, kids. Oh, yeah, like, dude. That's a California Imagine what they're thing just too. doing. They're chilling in Malibu watching some rich person's kids. Fucking nice life, huh? Yeah. Dude, that's what it, that's, but that's the American dream. It is. Yeah. <laughs> it really is. Yeah. California is an interesting culture. Yeah. There, I mean, it doesn't have that gritty, like, get the fuck out of my face nature of, like, the East Coast. But it, there's a different element. It's almost like I feel like everybody's almost judging you. Yeah, I mean, yeah, people are friendly though, and everyone just seems like they're like really enjoying life. Yeah, like maybe that, that was the Hollywood mentality. I I'm not really gonna be near there at yeah, all. Yeah, you shouldn't yeah. go anywhere near there. Yeah, the that, only place part sucks. closest I would be there is Santa Monica, I guess, which is kind of close, but it's like an hour drive. You know, it's a mile. Yeah. Um, but it's seriously. I, I like Manhattan Beach because it's it's more like brigantine. It's like a, it's like a yeah. beach town. You know, it is. It's, it's very nice. Yeah, it's, it's, it's beautiful. It's very town. quiet. You don't hear anything. The airport's right there, which is, like, the most noisy thing around. Yeah. But – and you're just away from, like, everything. And even driving out there is not bad. You just go, in like, to Whole Foods or something and like the, down the street. And the cool like, thing about California is, like, if you want to just, like, go somewhere for a weekend, you have so many options. Yeah. I mean, you just, uh, at the flights there are, like, to Denver, like, an hour or two. Like, Hawaii's five hours. I'll do a five-hour flight to Hawaii. Dude, you should definitely check out while you're there all of the different, like, nature places that I would love to go to. I, I, yeah. Like, the Redwood Forest up that's north. What, um, that's what I'm – I told Fox I was going to come up and visit him. Um, just because, like, dude, he's out there. I'm out there. Like, yeah. Not that Why I would visit Fox out here, but, like, <laughs> it's like, like we're not, like, close friends or but anything. But it gives but, you, like, a, a reason to but go. But, like, he's in my fantasy league. I can go stay with him for yeah. a night, you know? Like, Maybe he's listening. Who, who, yeah, knows? who knows? Maybe he's listening. I don't know if he listens to podcasts. Hey, Fox. I'll How you doing? Soon. <laughs> if you're listening, text in. Text in now to win a prize. The birds win the bowl, and your Giants are gonna be crying at home with Shermer. Yeah, have fun with that. Yeah, him and Eli are very excited to work with each other. Oh yeah, I'm sure they oh, are. Oh, get the fuck out of here. Trade Eli to the Browns, will you? Eli, you know Eli. Fun fact about Eli: he's the um, he's like the highest functioning retard in the United States. Did you know that? What? He's the highest functioning retard. So he's like a retard, but he like he's highly functioning, basically. So like all of us. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> <laughs> right. Maybe I'm just speaking for myself. I, don't know. I need to smoke uh, a little bit of a pen. All right. Uh, but we'll be right back. Yeah. So yeah. The, uh, the pen didn't work. The pen didn't work at all. The pen needed to be charged. But luckily, Dave uh, brought a little nugget in his center console, and he uh, he used his giant catcher's mitt of a hand to bring it into my house, and then he broke it up with his grinder fingers. And we we smoked that shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that was that was good. It's good, good sesh, good yeah. sesh. We have a lot of like sidebars outside of some of these segments that we've been doing. I don't really even know if people will realize that there's been segments. You it's know? like it's like research. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you or have to get a feel for each other before you go on air. Yeah, you got to have chemistry on air. Exactly. Otherwise, it's boring to yeah. listen to. Gotta, I keep, this is what it is. It's having a conversation. It's the same thing. I keep in the corner of my eye. I keep getting a glimpse of the dog mask that I've like dude, propped. That thing is freaky. <laughs> I propped it up so it like it's like it looks like it's on someone's head, like, and, and it's just staring at us. The, the picture of Lane Johnson with that on and like how he longs, pretty freaky. It's intimidating. It's like Lane Johnson, especially. He's a huge dude, he's farm a, boy. He's a big boy. But from Oki. Yeah, man. So he's uh, <laughs> man, he he looks good in that mask. He does. Um, so speaking of. We'll go back to the Eagles again. You have to. I need your predictions, I guess, for the Super Bowl. Not just like a score and all that, but let's start with like 
your predictions for the outcome, I guess, of the game, like the details. Give me like how you think the game is going to go. I think it could actually be a similar situation to the Vikings where <laughs> just like it's a, but then when I think about them coming out to a crazy lead, I just think about Atlanta last year and how Brady just, you can't count them out ever. Yeah. Even in the fourth quarter down by two touchdowns, three touchdowns. I'm like, all right. Like, so See, I think they come out and they jump on us. Really? And then we shut them you down. Think they, and we they're going to score out. their first points against the Eagles. Yep. That would be a good prop bet. I think uh, I think they'll go up like seven nothing, and I think we will, we will shut we will we will flounder on our first like offensive drive like we do had all all yeah. year long. And then I think uh, they'll come out. Our defense will stuff them. They'll look really good. And you'll be like, yeah, we're back in this thing. Uh, we'll get the ball back. We'll score. We'll tie it up. And then from there, I'm telling you, it's going to be a route. Defensively, I think we're going to score a couple times. I think we're going to. Just like similar to the Vikings pace game. the game, yeah. chew the clock on offense, and I think we are. I do. I don't think this game is going to be close. I really? really don't. No, I think it's going to be an Eagles, an easy Eagles win. That's wow. how I feel. I'm that confident. Yeah, I mean, I wish I could go out on the field and beat the shit out I, of Tom I, Brady myself. I'm, I'm very confident too, but I mean, you just can't count Brady and Belichick out. And, I don't. And that's the only thing holding any Eagle fan back. Like yep. Every but besides. Brady and Belichick, who else are you afraid of? It just comes honestly? down to is like the collective of this team better than Brady and Belichick? And I say yes. I think the collective of this team is. Yeah. And our coaching staff's game plan is good enough to match theirs. Yeah. I think, I think we win 24 to 7. Really? You think they're only going to put seven points up? 24 to 7. Whew. That was crazy. Yeah. I was thinking like 31 20. Okay. That's also believable. I yeah. can see the game going that way too. Yeah. I just I want it to be my score, so I don't have to worry the whole game. Yeah, yeah, I hear you. You know, oh man, I, if it's I a close think, game. Unfortunately, I think they're gonna put more than seven. Yeah. Well, we'll see. We'll see. It all depends on can we get pressure on Brady. Yeah. Can we get pressure? I'm sensing New England fans are a little. I'm telling you, man, they're the most. About this one. They're the most nervous they've probably ever been for any Super Bowl. Even Belichick said it. He said, uh, you know. We don't know a lot about the Eagles. Uh, we gotta go do our research on the Eagles. Uh, we're gonna go. Uh, but the Eagles win in multiple yeah, ways. They yeah, find ways to win. Beat, we're gonna beat the Eagles. And <laughs> yeah. Moving on. We'll focus on the Eagles. <laughs> yeah, we're just focused on the Eagles this week. We're just uh, focused on, on on the Eagles this week. Mm. It is like a genius way to go about a press conference. Yeah, he's I'm just focused he, on the Eagles. He's kind of a dick, but you, like, but if you, I was a Boston fan, I'd love it. But nothing ever like, controversial <laughs> will come out because he doesn't say anything. Yeah, he doesn't need to give anything away to you. Yeah. Like, who are you? You're the media. Fuck yeah. you. I know. He figured it out. Doug's a goof in his press conferences. No, I think he's good. I uh, think he's uh he he seems like a good guy, man. I just, he does. He seems like a leader of men, yeah, too. Yeah, like you're used to watching coaches' press conferences and be like, Oh shut up. Yeah. Like shut the fuck up, Chip Kelly. Shut up, Andy Reid, time's yours. Yeah. Like Time's yours. You know, yeah. So like this is like <laughs> refreshing to see a All the interviews really are good or like better. It also than, helps that you're winning, I guess. Yeah, everything's better when you're winning. Yeah. But this team is so much more likable than the 2004 team, even with T.O. Yeah. And that's crazy to say. I never thought I'd ever say that. <sighs> I love this team. Yeah. Like, They'll all forever remember this team, even if we don't win. I know. It's this season, like, we thought, like, what? I'll never six? forget this season. I thought it'd be, man. like, 10 and 6, and we'd get, like, wild card. Do you remember I, on my podcast, I I said, after we lost Carson Wentz, I said, I believe in Nick Foles. I don't know what it would yield, but I believe in him. Yeah. And I, I just, with my eyeballs, watching that guy throw the ball, I just... I don't care what happened four or five years ago. No. Like I, I, 
I'm worried about today. Yeah. You know, that's the same thing talking about the Patriots, all their Super Bowl. It doesn't matter. Yeah, it doesn't still, matter what you've done. Still Even game. to this point in the yeah, season. It's still you versus me on this particular day and how we're feeling. And you know what I think? Day, any I, given Sunday. You brought up the point earlier about the big 4-0. Like, this guy's been sitting for two weeks now. Maybe that has an adverse effect because now he's like, his muscles aren't as loose, you know. There's he's just, been using them. He's it, a little tight. Mikey Miss keeps saying metaphysical. Yeah. He just keeps saying yeah. that word. Like, it's just like weird stuff go, is going on with this team. And <sighs> I feel like that just comes from chemistry. Like, it does. It's just, it's just when you have Everything a brother, clicks when you have, at once. When you have a brotherhood, like, think about when on a hockey team when growing up when yeah. you played on that you really liked. Yeah. And you enjoyed it. You had so much fun team. playing with those guys. Even my men's league team, I feel that way. I'm like, I, I really like the guys I'm playing with. Like, yeah. we have a good group. Like, so, like, it feels good to go play hockey. Like, I'm not like, and they look like they're having fun. They're out there dancing like idiots, like to that Meek Mill song. Yeah. Like, well, you can tell. I mean, and I feel like Garrett Blunt's a big part of that. He seems like a guy. And Chris Long. Yeah. And Chris Long. Yeah. They're like fucking fun, fun loving guys. They're like guys that just keep it real. It's it's so weird. And ironically, they came from the Patriots. Right. So they definitely have some intel on what's going on. They they went against Brady in practice. Well, we got leaders on this team, man. They're going to keep everybody in check. You know, Malcolm Jenkins and all those guys. Long Long is going to be instrumental because he knows Brady. You know, he's been looking at this guy for. He's going to get to Brady. Well, only a year, actually. He was there, but still. Enough time. Enough time to know a playbook and tendencies. And he's a hard worker. He's a smart guy. So I'm sure he, like picks up on those types of things that those intangible things that you can't teach you no know? you just it's a character thing mm. it's demeanor it's gonna break brady oh my god the team to break brady and i'm ha- i am happy we're playing the patriots some people are like oh i want to play the jags because no fuck that because we would have rattled them just like the vikings because like bortles could make interceptions if fletcher cox is in his face like we to should they're on they're inexperienced like they're all young their defense is kind of overrated to be know. the best, you got to beat the best. Yeah, and like Jalen Ramsey, like just that's why I don't, that's the only thing I don't really like how Aline Johnson said that. Why? Well, maybe you're calling him out and you're badass. If we win, it looks great, obviously, but yeah. do you think that gives Brady more fire? Uh, dude, it takes guts to be Lane Johnson, too. I mean, everyone, everyone that they play, dude, a player is like, oh, we're going to take Brady down, you know? Mm-hmm. And but this time is gonna be the nail. In the Maybe coffin, it is. I think it could be. I just think of the Giants and how they did. They did it. Like they did twice. Yeah. Mm. And yeah. I gotta tell you, these teams aren't as good as those those Brady teams. They weren't. That's what I'm saying. This this is the worst New England Super Bowl team. I think their defense is really not that great. And I wouldn't very dis- mediocre. I wouldn't discredit some of the other factors at play here too. Like Mike Patricia's moving on. Yeah. Is he as invested in this game? I don't know. I Maybe mean, not. They, they got to be laser focused, and they've done it before. They have, but and you know you didn't have, look great in that other Super Bowl. You have the job. It's not like you have to worry about like, oh, am I going to get this job? Yeah, but maybe his mind's I already on they, that job. You know what I mean? No way. Maybe you're, he's you're playing about in the it. biggest game there is, dude. It's this. He's. I guarantee he's laser focused. Yeah, he wants to go out with a bang with his guy. And yeah, blah blah blah. Yeah, and they do it. They've done it before together. So this is the last hoorah. You know, Jim like, Schwartz is probably like, I'm never going to get here again. I'm going to fucking cut Matt Patricia and his big beard right off. Yeah. This is like, it's just all the things. Zeke getting suspended. Like, mm-hmm. that. Like we don't talk about that. Or, like, Aaron, Aaron Rodgers going down. Mm-hmm. All the injuries this year. It's just, like, everything aligns so perfectly. The stars, like, they has to be this year. It's like, because there's so many things that have to go your way to get to a Super Bowl. Yeah, it's not an easy thing to get to. And you appreciate that when you lose a Super Bowl, too. Yeah. Like, back in 2004 when we lost. like 13 I gained years an, ago. I gained an appreciation for what it meant to, like, get to the Super Bowl. It's so hard to get there. It's so hard to like just 
be consistent enough to get there year after yeah. year after year. That's why you have to appreciate what the Patriots have done at least. But I'll say this about the Patriots, and I think this is a good point. If you look back at the path to the Super Bowl, no one in the history of this league has had an easier path than the New England Patriots for the last, like, 20 years. The AFC East is abysmal. The overall winning percentage of the of the AFC East is worse than any other division in football when you strip out the Patriots. They've literally won the division 15, I think, out of the last 20 years. Or, or I'm sorry, 15 out of the last, like, 16 years or something like that. Something crazy. Like They even won it with Matt Castle. Yeah. And it's just because the other they, – they basically get six guaranteed wins a fucking year playing against shit teams in their division. Shit they organizations, play really. The Miami Dolphins, yeah, the Buffalo Bills, and the, the New York Jets. These are not good franchises. No. Historically, in the last – especially in the last – in the reign that the Patriots have had, they've all been losing franchises by a large margin. Yeah. It's not even close. When you look at the NFC East, we've had a tough path. We've had the Giants, who were who were good, won two Super Bowls in the last like dec- in the last two decades. Um, the Cowboys are always there. The Redskins have won the division a couple times, though historically they've kind of been shitty overall. But like the Patriots have the easiest path. So when you're playing in the AFC, which is I think always been the weaker of the two conferences, despite the Titans they had at quarterback and Brady and uh, Manning, I think that they had the easiest path to that first overall seed because they already get six guaranteed wins and then they just got to win a couple more games and they're the number one seed in the playoffs so they get home field advantage throughout the playoffs which makes it they get a bye all of which makes it much easier to get to the super bowl now you got to get to the super bowl and you got to win so i'm not saying like they wouldn't have won those super bowls i'm just saying they wouldn't have five super bowls if it were not for the fact that they play in the afc east um yeah, I guess you're right, but also, I don't know, Brent. The AFC East, that's only six wins you're going to get. You still have to play a whole season. You do, but six I, wins is a nice head start. And, and I, I would say, like, with the Steelers winning and the Ravens won and the Patriots are winning, like, I think they had more Super Bowls in that decade, right? In what? Oh, no, that was, Ravens was uh, – I'd in argue this decade so far, yeah. they've they've won more, haven't they? Yeah. Uh. Well, they've won two so far. This Patriots decade. won two. Yeah. The Ravens won in 2012. Yeah. Yeah. And I would argue that that division or with, it might be even that division with the Ravens and Pittsburgh and Cleveland, like those those two teams at the top, and then throw Cincinnati in there too. Yeah, that's a competitive division. Like that's not the AFC East. So I think it's more impressive the Super Bowls that uh, Pittsburgh's won than New England, to be honest with you. I'm really – dude, I'm, I'm telling you, this, there's this mystique around yeah. the Patriots. I don't believe in it. I don't at all. And I think other teams do. Mm-hmm. And, and they, like, they, they go in, they're really intimidated they, by it. They're like Icarus. They fly too close to the sun, they crash. Right. But they're not fucking – they're not the sun, dude. The world does not revolve around New Crazy. England. The world's about to revolve around Philadelphia. Yeah. We're about to be world champions, baby. And we're going to go to Super Bowls in the future with Wentz, yep. which is crazy to the, think the, that we have a quarterback waiting. That's the dynasty starts now. MVP caliber. Dude, he's, he's His numbers, he still finished second in touchdowns. <laughs> no, it's crazy. He did, he, oh my, if he just God, played two more games. Dude, yeah. he's, he's going to be good. He's going to be a superstar. He is going to. And like, we're going to have teams that aren't as good as this one, collectively, that he's going to 
get us past that, past that fact, like Brady did for a lot of. And what eighteen of our twenty-two starters are signed for next year? Yeah. So that's Howie. Howie. Got to credit Howie. He's got to be executive of the year. He absolutely has to be. I mean, that one publication voted him that, but dude, he's he's been phenomenal, stupendous, superb. Pulling off trades. Getting a f- like giving up a fourth round pick and for then a like guy. just the whole Chip Kelly thing like it was like a tornado came through and he got pushed <laughs> to the end of the hall and he whipped his dick out yeah. and was like nah He's fuck in, you his office is in the basement it's and it's it's wild completely turned around in two years and here we are. Here we are. And Chip the, Kelly has to be kicking himself at like watching this. I hope he's and watching. Donovan's got to be like I, I have a feeling oh, he's dude, not he's an eagle. Salty. I don't believe that guy. Like he's. He's His relationship with the city can never be mended because he didn't win the Super Bowl. Right. If he did, he'd be the most beloved guy. Who he cares? Would. You got four DUIs. You got kicked off NFL Network or whatever. You're still Donovan. You won a Super Bowl for us. But he's just, like, not a likable guy anymore. Dude, dude, and he, he was at he, one point. You know how, like, the Phillies induct everyone from that 2008 team to the, like, the Phillies Wall of Fame or whatever they have there? They're, like, literally any person who's on that team has pretty much been inducted. I think it's going to be the same thing for the Eagles. Like, Nick Foles is going to get inducted into, like, the Eagles Hall of Fame if he wins the Super Bowl. <laughs> oh, my God. And then Wentz, like, what's going through his head? Is he, does he have a, Dude, you know, something on his back? I don't back? think he like, has an ego like that. But, no, but, like, you could tell, obviously, and he admitted that he was, like, it's got to be hard. He's a human he, oh, being. Oh, yeah, he's bummed. He's a human being. He like, wants to be the guy. I don't care. Yeah, we like, all do. I don't care. Everybody naturally will feel like this yeah. is my team. Like, I led them here. Yeah. So, do you think he's going to have, like, higher expectations, like, Nick for Foles, himself, yeah, yeah for absolutely. himself, like, because he's replacing Nick Foles. But I, I think mean, that's like more of like a motivational fire type of thing than it is like a detriment in the back of my head. Like, can't get the monkey off my shoulder. Yeah. I think it's going to be more of like a fire. And like thing. Foles was more beloved if like Wentz never wins a Super Bowl. Oh, like, man. that's crazy. Yeah, to that think is that, crazy. That could happen. And most likely, Nick Foles is still going to be our backup next year. Yeah, I mean, he could start somewhere. He maybe. could, but I mean, he, he may could, look at it and be like, I'd rather be here. Maybe I like, like it the here. Garoppolo thing. Yeah, why not? Trade him for a second round pick. That'd be if someone wants to give it up. You got a second round pick for Nick Foles, who just signed in your squad and was going to retire the year before. You just that is another steal. That is Howie. (laughs) Oh my god! I would be surprised. I would not be surprised. Lots of teams that need quarterbacks, bro. Lots of teams. Howie, unbelievable. (sighs) And just like none of these guys were liked at first. Like Mm -mm. I didn't like Doug Peterson at first. My dad calls him Dud Peterson. (laughs) (laughs) So he said we thought he was a dud. Like he was just goofy looking, and he just. I don't know. He's kind of like the Mac, visor. Kind of like Macagoof. Like he was yeah. taking that trail for a second. It was almost like if you took Andy Reid and Chip Kelly and you fused them together. Yeah. That's what like fucking Doug and Peterson like, looks like. Nobody wanted to hire him. No one wanted to interview him. Like just, I don't know. It's, and look, he found a diamond in the rough. I baby. know. Howie again. Yeah. <laughs> Howie again. Well, Jeffrey Laurie too. You got to give some credit yeah. too because he knows like what's going on. Jeffrey Laurie. <laughs> <laughs> Except, isn't he from Boston? Uh, yeah, I think so. I think he is from the New England wow. area. Didn't he grow up a Patriots fan? He did, I think. Oh my god! I, I think he wanted to buy them at one point. I don't know. I don't remember the story. Yeah, he's uh, he's like knows Tom Brady pretty well. Yeah, and Robert Kraft. Yeah, and Robert Kraft. And yeah, whatever. Faggot. Because I think he like, does the movies too. Oh he has, yeah, he has, like, yeah, a production yeah, yeah, company. yeah. Like he's like an executive producer on movies and yeah. shit. Yeah. Yeah, they do all Get that. Tom Brady in the movie. Yeah. You see Tom Brady's movie? It's like uh, Tom versus Age or some shit like <laughs> yeah, that. Or Tom vs. Time. Tom vs. Time, ESPN? I think that's what it's called. No, it's like something he did himself. It's like, I think it might be on like uh, like Hulu or some shit like that. I don't know. It's There's like another one. Tom yeah. Brady versus Time. Uh, Belichick and Parcells. Bill and Bill. Yeah, Bill and Bill. Yeah. I didn't watch that yet. I got to watch that. It seems pretty uh, yeah, good. Yeah, it does seem pretty good. All right, Dave, it's time we wrap it up. We're pretty fucked up. Yeah.
I'd say. Um, Keith. Final thoughts for the Birds Super Bowl. Defense, special teams. I can Foles, agree. Foles isn't. Sorry. No, go ahead. No, 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 no go no, ahead. No, no, go ahead. You. Foles doesn't have to have that kind of game again for the Birds to win. Mikey's the game. Defense shows up to play like they always have this season. They get pass rushers up Brady's ass. And then Nick Foles just does his job. Yeah, running game carries him. Just manages RPOs, those guys. baby. And so Doug. We don't turn the bar, ball over. Like you said, we had four in the last Super Bowl. RPOs and Doug. Don't turn the ball over. Don't give Brady an itch. Don't give him an itch. Dave and I have prepared good. a special outro for you. Right. It's time for the birds, baby. It's time to get pumped up. You ready, Dave? Yeah, I'm ready. Let's hit it. There's one thing I want you to do for me. What? Come here. Mm. Win. You know what you gotta do. Do it. You know the heat of the battle you're getting hit. But it ain't about how hard you hit. It's about how hard you can get hit and keep moving forward. So what we'll be calling on is heavy duty or Super Bowl, baby, it's coming. Bring it home. Bring it home.